Hello, welcome to Bryce and Ren 3 Direct to Video. Today we will be discussing episode 2 of Pair of Kings, the hit Disney show. Uh, with me as always, uh, my fellow king, uh, the big kahula, one Renan Fontes. Ren, uh, how's it going? Uh, Bryce, it's good to be here. I'm happy to be here on this beach where we can uh, surf whenever we want. Yeah, it's great being kings, isn't it? You can surf wherever you want, whenever you want. I love that on this island, there are no uh, racist stereotypes. Yes. Oh, one screamed at me. Yeah, that's, you don't know why? That was Lily saying, I think you're uh, describing the wrong show there, Renan. Is she calling me a liar? Yeah, I think she's calling you a liar. What would yeah. you say was offensive about this episode? Ren. So, like... Here's the thing. I huh. feel like growing up, Nickelodeon was the channel that dared to be different, dared to be I wacky, so. dared to push the envelope, dared to really be outside of comfortability. Disney was always the one that you could rely on was like, whatever's going on there, that's that's safe. That's good lessons. That's like... Maybe a little bit wacky, but it's not getting too out of hand. Um, definitely, you know, no racist caricatures. And Ren, I, I mean, we got caricatures literally in the form of Boomer's drawings tonight. Um, yes, that's right. Boomer is an incredible artist. Yes, uh, but we also met a character who goes by the name of Hibachi. Um, Hibachi is a little person with really long dreadlocks hibachi uh is ambiguously raced um I, i'm not i, I don't want to put well, a label there well he's um, white i think is important to well also I, what, I would say white identifying or like identifying from the eye hibachi. like i i don't want to i don't want to say one way or another um but are I, you worried the actor might actually be from the fictional island of kinkau no <laughs> no, and that's so right a moment ago, Ren, you said, uh, as we were warming up here, you know, this is we're we're in the Dubinia side of things already. And I think that we saw what Disney could do with Corey in the house, uh, with yeah. a fictional a couple of fictional countries there. And here the entire setting is fictional. And so they really let their writers run loose uh and not have to <laughs> adhere to, you know, it, you know nothing's racist if everything is pretty much right like everything feels gross. fair game here and it feels gross i really enjoyed in this episode when the uh grown-ups took the boys pants off it's I... like in the first episode when the grown-up uh, took the boys's pants off <laughs> Noticing a trend here, are you? Well, so in this, are you talking about uh, what was the name? Screg? Screg? Uh, one of it was one of uh, Hibachi's yeah. goons. Skeg. Skeg is his name. Not there's no R. It's just Skeg. Gregory. Um, Skeggery. No R. No, it's not Screg. It's just Skeg. Um, he is a yeah. He Skeg is a young adult who is he. A lot of the times he speaks for Hibachi, almost as if Hibachi is someone who. Um, is uh, 
ineloquent or cannot speak, even though we hear... Well, Hibachi's uh, primary language is Jibby Jibby. He's <laughs> <laughs> not fluent in English. No. No. Um, yeah, so... Like, the, the mere fact, right, is the character's name is Hibachi. Like... His name is Hibachi. He speaks Jibby Jibby. Yep. His mom is Jamba Nuts. Yep. Like that game we used to play to warm up in improv. Yeah, where you just speak gibberish. Character. Yeah. Um. Well, so it also kind of confirms. So last week we saw, of course, the tarantula people, and we had a yeah. question about on this island: Are there other groups of people, or is it just you know the Kinkawians versus the tarantula people? Um, I think we're gonna so like okay so this kind of this episode kind of changes things in yes, terms of perception. It definitely we're does. now introduced to an entire part of the island that they do not rule over in any way. Well, well, they tried. I thought it was incredibly bold of them. We'll talk through the plot in a moment, but like the, in particular for them to say, "Do you know what? We're kings. Why do we have to deal with Hibachi being mean to us? Let's just go steal his land." Did that not feel I... a little bit too on the nose? I love that they immediately jump to that and that the episode puts them in the right. Because <laughs> they're kings, they were right for taking back the beach and opening it up to... So, like, it's funny. Like, they try to justify it by saying that Hibachi, like, locks up the beach. Yes. Like, I think someone probably realized a little bit too late what was going on. Correct. And also... Uh, they're on an island, right? Which is typically surrounded by beach. Yeah. It's okay. All beach. I just wanted to make sure. Um. <laughs> yeah, and in this case, they want Shredder Beach, which is the one that Hibachi is uh is the big Kahula on. Because he beat up Mason a few years ago. Yes. Wow. And so there's, and so like so these people, you know. Skeg and these people, like this. I don't know what to because they didn't get a label. Like uh, they're the they're the shredder. They're like a jibby jibby axe or something. Okay, so then so the jibby jibby axe. So this is like another group of people that are on the island. Like, what do they do now? Now that the kings have taken what I can assume to be the last of their land. I guess they're like exiled. Yeah, either that or they're forced to join the Kinkawians. It's like in Lion King 2. Uh, yes. Okay. Just like in Lion King 2. Yeah, and we don't have to, like, explain that any further because everyone here understands yeah. and has watched Lion King 2. Yes. <laughs> Got into this point. Yes. So, um, let's... I'm gonna talk through all of this. Break this all down, Ren. Yeah, let's, let's do an episode breakdown. Okay. Uh, which is... It's a great way to start, you know, with a breakdown because we start with Mitchell Musso's Brady... Uh, saying that he has better dance moves than Justin Timberlake. What do you think? Do you agree? I don't. I really don't agree. So uh, if Mitchell, so if Brady, Mitchell Musso's character, mm -hmm. Justin Timberlake, the real man, were in a dance contest, and you got the opportunity to bet money on yeah, one of them, no, you would put money on just Justin Timberlake. I would put. I would put a lot more than my money on Justin Timberlake. Put your soul. I would. I would put my soul. Yes. Also, so this was made in what, like 2012, 2013, Ren? 
don't um, know. I, that's a guess. Sounds right, though. Yeah. So, but is Justin Timberlake, is he irrelevant? Okay, so 2010, he's is he, he's still a relevant celeb call-out? I'd, I'd say that's relevant in 2010. Okay, okay. So, um, yeah, so the boys have just been surfing, and they're like, wow, that was some really great surfing. And that's when they find out, uh, so Skeg, uh, a blonde beach boy, walks over to them and says, hey, you just cut off the big kahula. And they're like, what are you talking about? Uh, and that's when uh, we're introduced to the big kahula, the aforementioned Hibachi, who is a little person and whose appearance on screen uh, garners the laugh track. Ha ha ha. What part do you think they were laughing at? <laughs> I don't know. I think we all know. Well, I, I could be. Like, but Giving who knows? Disney the benefit of the doubt on this one? No, I'm not. I'm saying, like, there's so many wrongs here that it could be any one of them, Ren. Like, I, I, you know, I don't know what Disney finds funniest amongst the characteristics that they gave this this character, Hibachi. But all of them are the butt of the joke here in this episode. Um, You know, Hibachi, he is the big kahula of the beach. Uh, you beef Hibachi, you pay the price. He tells the boys. Uh, do you ever beef someone? He loves someone? nothing more than eating pants. He loves nothing more than eating pants. Does he say he eats them? I added that bit. Okay, yeah, that felt that some felt a little character. bit. Um, you, what'd you say? Some extra character. Yeah, well, I feel like it's disingenuous, Ren. To you, mean, pre- you, you really think? What do you think he's doing with the pants? I'm gonna wear them. He might wear them. What do you really? You think he's gonna wear them? He might. Where else to the? I don't know. Maybe they like the the thread on those pants. I don't know. Could be. Um, the bottom, I don't think he like locusts eat pants, Ren. Locust. So you're saying he's a locust? Now. No, I'm saying that I no, because I'm saying he's not going <laughs> to eat those pants. Like name name three things that eat pants. You can't locusts, locusts goats, uh, hibachi. Uh, what a good what a good company Hibachi has there. Um, locusts. You can ride goats. the goats while the locusts. Yes. Red? Bryce? Okay, you're back. Bryce? You're here. Bryce? Yeah. What happened? Nothing. You left. I came back, though. Yeah, I know. So, um, the boys go back to, after they lose their pants... They go back to their castle thing, which I want to be clear. This is a two floor, like apartment. It's the same set for when they lived with their aunt and uncle. I mean, pretty much it is just the other side. Just, just changed around a little bit. Um, yeah. So they, you know, they show up, they're going to run around. Uh, hiding behind a surfboard, both, um, I'm working on the names, both, mm, it's not Manny, right? Mason and, Mason and Michaela. Michaela. Yeah, so both Mason and Michaela. Nina and the Prime Minister. Yes. 
Uh, I, I, I think he's more of, he's definitely more of our chef Victor. Yeah, he's, I was, I actually have the same thought. He is our yeah. chef Victor. He's definitely more of our chef Victor here. Um, but so. Don't think he's evil? Um, I feel less that he's evil after this episode. I think you that in the pilot. feel more like he's their dad? In the pilot? No, I also don't feel that. <laughs> I think in the pilot, it was left ambiguous because the writers weren't sure what direction they were going to take the character of Mason. But now that. You know, now that the full 13 have been written, they kind of know know where they're going with it, if that makes sense. Where the Mason arc is headed. Yes, exactly. So, um... Okay. So, Ren. So, yeah, Mason Bryce. does not... He, like, viscerally reacts whenever uh, Hibachi's name is mentioned by the boys. Well, not at first it's not... They never say his name. They just mentioned surfing and shredding beach, shredder beach, and that's enough to get a big reaction out of him. Because he remembers what happened there ten years ago. Yes, and we, you know, as the audience, we're unsure. Do you right? think that's good tension? Did you feel like nervous in that moment where you didn't know what had happened, but Mason was having a big reaction anyways? Um. <laughs> Maybe, Red. <laughs> Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, we're starting... Even episode two is giving us a little bit more about these characters that we love. Isn't that kind of fun? <laughs> well, I always love to learn more about a fun cast like this. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite bits mm-hmm. was learning that Brady loves how Michaela smells. Um, yeah. I that was really cool. Yes, he's a little bit, uh, a lot of bit of, like, a creep. He's early Cory with Mina. Yeah, he's, like, really, really, like, anything, like, oh, I, I like this necklace, this necklace that she probably worked hard to make me when it's, like, it clearly just says made in China. Um, but he's, like, oh, it still smells of her. He's, he's kind of obsessed with her, with all things Michaela. Uh, I feel like, Ren, there's a new character that I want to keep our eyes on that we didn't see in the pilot. Who? Uh, the old lady. Oh, the one with the oranges? The one who, they they come into the castle with the surfboards covering their uh, pantsless yes, yes, bottoms. Yes, And she makes a joke about, you know, uh, don't leave the door unshut. We gotta go. I gotta shut shut that door, don't want to AC the entire island. And I thought, who is this lady? Right? Well, they have to explain how the castle is so clean. Oh, so she's, like, the cleaning person? Uh, I, the preferred term is the help. I don't... That's not true. Um, <laughs> so she's the... the Like, is, you think that's her role here? I thought she was meant to be, like, a new, like, uh... Like, woman, um... It's just, like, a new woman? <laughs> no, like a... Like, someone that the boys are supposed to, like, look up to for wisdom. Oh, so, like, a female role model. Yeah, I like ima- I imagined, female. like, after watching this, they said, do you know what we liked about Cory in the house? Samantha Samuels, and that's what we need. Yeah, she'll be our Samantha Samuels. So, it feels like, like... Because she shows up here, she, like, has a 
couple of lines. She has a bit where she's going to throw oranges at them. And the, it's not funny, but it, the camera lingers on her. So I just wonder, like, how long, uh, you know. So there, there are actually two characters I actually noticed alongside her. I think we should be paying attention to. Yeah, who is that? Uh, the first one is Mahuma Numa. Yeah, yep. Was, of Same. Course, guard who got in trouble. Yes, you want to explain I, I yourself, think he Mahuma? definitely has to come back for Survivor. <laughs> you were really, you're that high on Mahuma Numa? <laughs> let's see what let's see what happens you know they introduced him this early uh-huh. he's gotta be big um and uh third new character i really want us to see if we can like find her later it's the lady in the it, yellow dress who keeps looking in the camera as the twins <laughs> challenge Hibachi. um so which so hold on hold on there's we'll i want to talk about them um but i think <laughs> that um Let's see. Uh, I just want to make sure. Okay, no. So we do, we do pretty much get there. So the kings are like, all right, we're gonna go. Do you know what we? Well, Lanny is like, hey, you shouldn't let them talk to you this way. You're the kings. Why don't you go take the land? And Boomer and Brady are like, this is a great idea. Let's go do it. Uh, Lanny has a newsletter. What type of stuff is Lanny putting out in his newsletter? I think it's like really intense propaganda. Like, anti-king stuff? Like, really, like, extreme anti-king stuff. Some offensive anti-king comics. Uh, you know, <laughs> you saw, like, you saw the butt pictures. Yes. That, uh, Brady was attracted to. Yeah, okay. Interesting detail, huh? Uh, <laughs> I guess so. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know what Lanny wants done like I, so this newsletter is mostly you think just like you know reasons i should be the king reasons the kings are horrible like it's like on the chart that shows like the left leaning and right leaning like this is like far far in one direction in terms of like reliable news sources it's like the spreadsheet we had for martinez's approval rating the spreadsheet right what in that it's downwards no, it's just like a Google Excel like sheet. Oh, okay, I got you. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, do you think that does does Lanny publish the king's approval ratings in there? And it's like yes, his own day. based on his own approval of this. He actually does multiple printings each day. There's a morning, uh, an afternoon and an yeah. evening. And what's it what does he call it? The Lanny Times? Yeah, like, I mean that makes sense, right? The the L the LA LANY Times, maybe? The uh, Kinkow Times. Yeah. Land Party? Kinkow Daily. What is it? What's their island called? Kinkow. Kinkow Daily. Kinkow Daily. Yeah, I think that that's very possible. Um, Okay. So they bring a group of Are we at the stand-up? What? Are we at their insult comedy bit? No, not yet. Okay. Because no. now they go to the team. Uh, they go to the, the beach to um, tell Habashi that this land is ours. And they bring a group of teens with them. Yeah, who are these teens? Do they go to, like, a school? Yeah. And, like, I, I was just so confused by them and then their five, like, teen groupies that are there. Entourage? They bring, entourage? They bring popcorn. They're unnamed. They don't say anything. I don't know why... 
Like, are they brought to be threatening? Like, who Maybe are these kids? They're bodyguards. Yeah, I would. I would bring Mahuma Numa personally. Well, Mahuma Numa's being interrogated very violently <laughs> right now. Not yet. That hasn't happened yet, Ren. Oh, that hasn't happened yet. No. Oh, you're right. He's about to be. Yeah. So, um. No, I just I don't know why like where these scenes come from and it like in the whole episode the people that they have filling the background are confusing and ambiguous. I love the background people in this episode. They fill what's already a terribly designed set to make everything look that much more out of place. And in it this looks case, so much emptier with that many people there. It does. <laughs> <laughs> and like and in this specific case these kids looked like they like walked out of like the high school and high school musical and then walked onto this beach like they're dressed in that kind of an outfit they're not dressed like like king cow has no personality at this point in time it's king cow has like no atmosphere its weather is incomprehensible yeah yeah it it has no personality it's weird um it's always nice the um like, people there are, uh, like, very, like, culturally ambiguous. Like, there's just so much that's confusing about what's going on if, on this island. If Kim Cow had, like, a Black Panther, <laughs> I bet Brady would insist on being it over Boomer. Ren, where's this coming? I mean, probably yes, but where's this coming from? <laughs> You <laughs> King Cow to me is like the reverse Wakanda in terms of world building. Like you saying that it has like no personality. Like that was the first thing that came to mind is like, alright, secluded nation that you have to like do a secret voyage to get to. Yeah. In comparison, it's awful, isn't it? Well, so now I'm thinking a little bit more about it. So like, is it possible that they because so we know the only way to get there you can't really like purposefully go to king cow so are these you all have to know the wind currents yeah so are these all people that accidentally like got wrecked here for life like they're just stuck at king cow they were <laughs> this has always been a very diverse island they've always been here and always like this multiculturally what well, all the people in the backgrounds are all different races. Yes. So, like, but, like, I, they... But wh where are you getting that they've always sense. been here? I'm saying that they've all, like, washed ashore and that they've all been forced to forget the lives of their past to be and led I'm by these teenage boys. that they've never known life outside the island. Um, maybe. But then how does Lanny have a camera? They, like, there's inexplicably, like, technology embedded in some of what's present here. Like, Mason can come and go. Well, yeah, he knows the wind currents, so... Yeah, so he's he probably just goes that. to, like, Best Buy whenever he's bored. Um, just goes to Best Buy? Yeah, he, he got Lanny a camera, why not? Yeah. Is that Best Buy? Because he's bored? What's there to do on the island, right? What's there to do at Best Buy? <laughs> he got the camera, didn't he? <laughs> I mean, maybe. I He probably went to Best Buy to look at look at the cameras and then ordered it, like, for 15 bucks cheaper on Amazon. Well, have we established yet that there is internet on the island? Um... They have, like, a TV movie room, right? 
I don't I believe I don't believe that there is internet on the island, Ren. No, I don't think that that they've internet yet, but they probably do. They probably do. Maybe there's like a big twist coming and we're going to find out that the island is sinister. Yes. Well, I this show might be like Lost where it introduces a new uh like plot piece each week only to never address it in the following week. That'd be fun. I what if the tarantula people never come back? Oh, I would be devastated. The mummy, <laughs> the mummy that the first episode overly mentioned. Uh The mummy we were promised that never never, sh- never showed up. Um, I, I was kind of hoping, you know, we get this big surf showdown. What if like, okay, wow, we got the beach. Nice job. And then it's like, wait, there's a late entry and it's the mummy. (laughs) (laughs) And the tarantula people take over, uh, shredder beach. So the episode ends with them in control. Yeah. Big, big threat, big threat. So yeah, this is good. This is good. All right, so Ren, we're, uh, they come home, we get the whole bit about, uh, after being beat up by Hibachi, uh, we get the whole bit with Mahuma uh, Numa. You liked this? Yeah, that was the closest thing to a joke in the episode, right? I think so. And I think, yeah. Mah- I think I do agree with you. I think Mahuma Numa is one to watch. One to pay attention to. Yeah, um... You know, is he going to be back? Is he to your, you alluded earlier that he's probably taken and put into some excruciating questioning. Uh, it could be. Right? Uh, Bryce, I was actually wrong a moment ago when I said this was the only joke in the episode. Oh, yeah, I know, because there's a lot of jokes in this next scene. How do you make a tissue dance? How? You boogie all night. Are us kings all right or what? Hey, these guys I are actually pretty he's... funny. Skeg. I love how he says, you kings all right. <laughs> I mean, this is what great script writing. That's this is bold. How Hibachi speaks. You know, it's who he is. Um, yeah. But, uh, did you think, did you also think Brady should have gotten canceled when he made that, uh, dwarfism joke? So, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think that joke wasn't great. Well, so canceled. He, I mean, they pretty much do get canceled uh, in this episode. Not for any Knowing jokes, him, though, so. he'll still get his Netflix special. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you know, the Netflix president's pretty much just going to say, so long as they're still making money on Mitchell Musso, they're still going to fund it. So, um, yeah, so it's not the joke that he makes about uh, Hibachi's height that gets Hibachi upset. Uh, Boomer makes a rogue twelfth uh, toe joke, and we see Hibachi's exposed foot, uh, which is made up of twelve toes uh, total, with an extra wait for it big toe on each foot. Is that unexpected? Is that unexpected? Yeah, I'd say so. That this whole situation, like Boomer tells a twelve toe joke to save face. Then it turns out Hibachi has 12 toes. Too clean. Bryce? Bryce, hello? Sorry, Jenna's getting Lily. Oh, it's okay. Thank you, Jenna. I'm glad nothing bad happened to you, Bryce. No, nothing bad. We came in, like, last, by the way, in trivia, so... 
Really? Um, you did that bad? Huh? You did that bad? Yeah, you want to know what it was? There was a whole section uh, on Boston sports. I see. Yeah. We didn't have a... Sp- I told Jenna we got to bring a sports person next time. So, if you know anyone, let me know. I don't know anyone, Bryce. <laughs> you don't know anyone? You can bring uh, my brother-in-law, Dave. Does he know Boston sports? Yeah, probably. so much about Boston sports. <clears throat> okay, so great. We'll pick up Dave next time. Um, yeah, so you think that it's too clean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My, so... Do you disagree? Do you like it? I don't like it, and here's what I don't like. Okay. Twelfth toes possible. Twelve toes possible. But for the extra toe to be the big toe feels impossible. How does he wear flip-flops? Well, I think that is fine. I think flip-flops work if you have an extra big toe. <laughs> Ren. Like, do you need, like, another one for the other toe? No, I don't think you do. I think you do. You think so? Now... I don't think it'll work otherwise. When they showed the shot of his feet, were those actually the actor's feet? Or did they have a foot stand-in to add a prosthetic extra toe onto each foot? No, they did a foot stand-in of a person who had toes like that. Okay. They cast it on Craigslist. Need 12-toed freak. <laughs> mm-hmm. For kings to mock. Yep, needs to have a sense of humor about their amount of toes. Cannot Man. be sensitive about amount of toes. Um. So, as they're telling jokes, also, which Hibachi does not like in the end, but the crowd gathers around them and is like, "These are really funny. These are great," and then. After Brady makes a bad bet saying, you know, whichever one of us wins the surf off will be successful. Whatever, we'll get the beach. Um, the locals growl at Brady and Boomer. They have mummy madness. <laughs> this, is a, this is some more subtle buildup. Yeah. Yeah. Night of the mummies. <laughs> So there's, yeah, so the, we already mentioned these background people, and here there's, like, a, like, woman in her, like, 40s, like, blonde woman, who yep. is, like, she feels so out of place. They all feel so out of place, but something but about her feels- But she keeps intensely staring at yes. the camera. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, it was painful. I, like, once I noticed her, I couldn't stop looking yeah. at her. I know. Um, and, like, you know, you look at the main characters, the main cast, and you gotta ask yourself, where are these people now? But I'm honestly more intrigued by the where are they now of the extras. They're still on Kinkow. Yeah, maybe. They're, they're living through a lost scenario. <laughs> <laughs> they were brought there by a film production only to be abandoned. Um, the winds of the smoke monster? Yes. So we get, um, you know, a what a shocker. Mason used to be a surfer. Used to actually be the King Kahula. And then lost it to Hibachi in a surfing accident. And he also lost his afro. That's right. It was ripped off. Yeah. Tell me that this writing isn't the same writing 
that they use for Chef Victor. Bryce, mm-hmm. he even says like a Chef Victor line. Hibachi didn't beat me; I beat myself. <laughs> that is something Chef Victor would definitely tell Corey after Martinez like spits on him after eating his food and hating it, <laughs> and calls him like Butterfingers because he dropped a plate or something. <laughs> Martinez was such a bad man. Awful president. But yeah. is he is he better or worse than our kings? I mean, our kings are pretty miserable. Right? <laughs> um. So, Mason agrees to teach the boys how to surf better than uh, than Hibachi, who is a professional surfer who's been doing it his whole life. Yes. I just wanted to throw that detail out there. Yes. Now, why why can Mason not simply verse him? Because when he got beat, he can never surf on it again. He got locked out. Oh, okay. Yeah, when you lose to Hibachi, you can no longer surf there. Yes, okay. I also thought about that, but this one actually had an answer in the episode. Okay. Um. So we get our first kind of montage. I hope the first of many, Bryce. Yeah, this one wasn't bad. We got, you know, bits about them. They were surfing with, like, paper bags on their heads on a, like, stationary spot as people threw things at them. Um, We had them. They were drawing caricatures of Mason. And Boomer's was actually really good. Yeah, he's a great artist. Very talented. Boomer, I'm getting the sense. So Mason's, like... Not Mason. Brady is kind of the character that's like, oh, I'm the cool guy. And Boomer's more of like, I'm a nerd, and that's okay. Are you getting those vibes at all? Yes, I am getting those vibes. Okay. I figure Boomer will have, like, hidden depths or something. And uh, Brady will just be this uh, loser who we hate forever. Yeah, because he, um, Boomer also sounded a little bit more nasally in this episode, almost like he was playing up the nerdier aspect a little bit more. Cause like, he he's seemed... going to start wearing glasses with tape on it. Yeah. Suspenders. suspenders. And he's going to Urkel him. Cause they, he seemed to be a little bit more like, um, like, Oh, did you know? Like just not necessarily, he didn't, I don't think he ever said specifically that, but like those vibes came from him a lot more in this episode. So you think he's going to be like our Poindexter? Not, not like to that nerd. extent, but like, he's going to be, our our more trusted narrator of the two our good boy sure boomer's gonna be our good boy ren (laughs) um let's see so we cut to hibachi because like throughout this montage i think we also get the sense that hibachi's kind of practicing we see him uh cooking like grilling while on a surfboard. The surfboard I shots. Wouldn't, I wouldn't eat those sausages. Are abysmal. They're bad. It's the like, CG. Yeah, or it's the like, green screen. Yeah, it's like a green screen. Uh, it just looks stupid. It's bad. It is pretty bad. Yeah. But like, it's. I hate series like this that are basically designed around the green screen. Yeah. Because, like, King Cow is not re- a real enough or coherent place, and Disney is not going to shoot on location. No. But you have to have these, like, empty, lifeless sets. You don't even have the luxury of, like, 
having the already like made sitcom ones like Cory in the house at least had like the a white house set where you could tell how the rooms were connected and stuff yeah like kim cow is nonsense no yeah i imagine like i mean even shredder beach was miserable and that we didn't see water behind them it was just like a like a bunch it, of sand it was on like a the little rocks you go hide behind at the beach yeah it's it was, secluded area it was dumb um and then that's because the surf contest i'm like how is this all gonna go down this is intriguing it was not really that intriguing or captivating as the climax for the episode right and true they like, uh yeah they they like i can't <laughs> I didn't like it. Yeah, I, like... I didn't like the climax. It was, it was like appropriately Corey. It, it was a boomer moment in a way, you know. Boomer almost falls off his surfboard, mm-hmm. jumps onto Brady for dear life, mm-hmm. and they make it to the went to the end and win. Yeah, it was actually the All opposite. Because Mason tells the audience what to believe. It was the opposite. Brady it's kind of interesting to think about the ethics of the of this episode. It jumps on because like first you have the Kings taking over the beach because they want it, uh-huh. and you have Mason actively feeding the audience propaganda uh-huh. to make them think the Kings are doing these advanced surfing techniques when really they're almost about to die at any second. Yeah, and it's yeah. all framed in a positive light. Well, how does Lanny write about it? Do you think? Do you think Lanny writes about how like Hibachi was like robbed? Definitely. Yeah. It's gonna he's gonna become like a pro Hibachi paper for yeah. a few days. He's gonna interview Hibachi, you know, the, the true story of the surf contest. We also never got any clarification on how the surf contest would have been determined had Hibachi not been found out to be a cheater. So about Hibachi cheating, mm-hmm. uh, he waves a humongous flag <laughs> as clearly a signal to someone in front of the audience. Did you like this? Yes. Ike is an interesting word. And no one says, Hibachi, what are you doing? And in fact, um, we then see uh, Craig, or Keg, Ke- Skeg. Skeg. Gregory. Skeg tells his assistant to pull out the reflective shell, which is like a giant like mirror to try to blind the boys. And then they are probably taken out by Michaela with a blow dart. Yes, she has poison darts. So <laughs> did she kill Skeg? Is it, is her... Yeah, he died. She's killed too. We don't see him again, so it's safe to assume he did pass away. <laughs> and Hibachi is run off. Um, okay, which I feel like that deals with like three out of the six surfer bros. There are still three to get revenge. Yes. yes. Don't team up with the mummy. I can't wait. Those boys. Imagine we get like an anti-Avengers team up. Uh, <laughs> the mummy, the tarantula people, Hibachi. Yeah. We have to build up like a Injustice League for them. Yeah, I'm so excited. Um, it is nice to have, you know, a nice variety of villains. Do we ever see Hibachi again, do you think? I don't know. Maybe he'll be like their Joker. Mm. Also, we left Trump out we left out the talking me? fish, by the way. Oh from, right! I from, completely that forgot about anti-justice the league. Thing. Yeah. Uh yeah. I guess he's their Joker. Yeah. If we ever see him again. Yeah, absent from this episode, but wouldn't that would also be funny if we never saw the fish again? <laughs> <laughs> like I, I think that would bring, that would bring the show up a whole point for me. The inexplicable lack of the talking fish from <laughs> talking the first episode. Evil fish wants to kill them. 
But this didn't test well, so we're removing this. No. Oh my god. Oh, Ren. Um. Okay. Some girls kiss them. Do they? Yeah, they kiss them on the cheek. Weird. At the same time, it's like in sync. Wow. Those are our kings. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> so let's see. So they win the surf contest. They get the beach back. They name Mason. Uh, which, by the way, I like that also feels weird. So they name Mason the uh, next and official like uh, big Kahula. Mason was already the big Kahula. And I thought, according to the big book, or the great book, that it has to be determined through being the greatest surfer, which we already determined Mason was not. Here's here's the thing, though, Bryce. Mm-hmm. Kings can do whatever they want. Stupid. Stupid. Mm-hmm. What were the stakes here if they lost? Didn't they lose all beaches? Yeah, no, no. No one else can surf at that beach anymore. Oh. That feels like low stakes. That does feel like pretty low stakes. Yeah. Well, Michaela kind of gets at them after they bet that. She's like, like, I like I can't never surf again. The like, whole island is the, is that yeah. beach, actually. Yeah. I'm... <laughs> the whole island is that beach. It's a really <laughs> small island. With a lot what of a teenagers, a strange amount of teenagers and forty-year-old women <laughs> that stare at cameras. Yeah. So okay. Um, and then we get a little end bit where Michaela shows up, um, scares the boys and gives them each a side hug and like breaks them. Oh yeah, because Mason is very strong and Michaela is too. Which doesn't i i didn't feel like even that has been built up i didn't well, get the joke because when mason hugged them he broke them oh okay it was a callback to an earlier joke in the episode okay i got you so the next episode should open with the old woman doing it and she we turns out she's mason's mom as a rule of three right yeah and we find out that mason is their dad making her oh their grandmother God. okay um so ren yeah would you think like overall great time here pair of kings yeah great time uh definitely one of the best episodes of pair of kings we've seen so far okay in the top three yeah like top three definitely yeah where would you put uh, it in the top three it had a really great cory energy to it mm-hmm. you know this is what i'm looking for mm-hmm. he's so yeah I agree a lot of Corey energy. I think Brady is, like, ambiguously slimy. Like, he's slimy, but we don't really understand why he's slimy. So you think there's gonna be, like, a justification for this behavior? Like, so Corey was money, right? That's right. Corey loved money more than anything. To dollars and cents. Mason... uh, Not Mason. (laughs) I keep saying Mason. Brady... Unsure. Unsure why he's, like... So just like gross. I don't know. Maybe maybe he his dad never taught him how to be a gentleman. 
His Could uncle be. was too busy trying to make him take out the trash. Uh, yeah. So he doesn't know. He's he's like he's both plays the role of the like person who's bullied and the bully, which makes yeah he strange. does. Uh, probably the best line of the episode when he accuses them of being bullies after insulting them. Yeah. Oh boy. So okay, Ren. Let's uh. Do we want to rate the kings? Is that what we do first? Yeah, this is a uh, this is an, this is interesting because like unlike Corey, our kings have to be. I guess the status quo is that they have to win over their people by the end of the episode. Yes. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, because if not, then it's like it's unsatisfactory. Yeah. Um. So let's see. Okay, pair of kings approval ratings. So, but here's also something that I want to consider. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if this will make sense or not. Um, and I, to be honest, I don't think I can even differentiate within the first episode. But does it make sense to rate the kings separately? Now that we're, I think eventually it will make sense to because they will become more distinct characters. Yeah. Right now, they're still kind of like joined at the hip. Yeah. In terms of who they or are. Sta- stapled the at the shirt, if you will. will. What? Stapled at the shirt, if you will. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Another, what's up with them losing their clothes, huh? <laughs> they what didn't lose writers? their clothes what's, what's that time. Disney Channel. They didn't lose their, they were just stapled to each other. I know, but like, Corey losing his pants. They've already been stripped like three times in the show. Yeah. You is know, there... that that's abnormal, Bryce. <laughs> is there going to be one of these every episode, do you think, where it's like the, um, oh yeah, like back the, like back in high school, this happened. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to lose their pants every episode because some writer on the staff got pants every day in high school. Yeah. So, Ren, okay, so the approval rating. So, we both started them off at 70 and 75. Yeah. Um, I feels a bit high. Like, I are they kind kings? No, are they ruthless? Yes, so like. You look at their net gain here, Ren, and they got a much beloved beach back in the property of the Kinkawians. That's true. So is this a win? Like a net gain? This is definitely a win, and they ostracized uh, Hibachi, <laughs> who they don't like. Yeah, and the like. It's not ethically right, but for the island, it was. It, you know, it's good for them. Yeah. I guess so. I think they're going to be more tyrants than kings. Yes. I mean, so I... I'd say probably... Like... 80? Yeah, I'm thinking bumping them to an 80. Yeah. Um, Nothing about this, I think, is going to feel right. And I think that you brought up a really great point. Is that the pair of kings are going to naturally win at the end of every episode. They have to. They have to be in the right. Mm-hmm. to justify the premise of the whole show. Yeah, unlike with Corey in the house, the president did not always need to be the winner. Yeah. Hmm. But with this, you know, the fact... Like, they have to be good kings to stay kings. Yes. 
Huh. All right, we'll track it, Ren. We'll see. We'll see. Um, I what I'm most looking forward to next week is really tracking. Like, I really want to try to better understand what makes Brady tick. I think Brady's one to watch, and then Michaela is the other one who feels very vanilla right now. The thing about Michaela is we remember what happened with Mina, where yeah, they simply never did anything, <laughs> and they had they had. It's not like Corey in the house didn't have time, so I wouldn't be surprised if Michaela ends up suffering the same fate Mina did. Yeah. Oh boy. Um. So Ren, what do we rate this episode? Beach bully bingo. Also, what is up with that title? Yeah, it had nothing to do with bingo. Oh, I I was expecting that to play a role. Beach bully, is it? Um, hmm. Um, it is a Tom and Jerry episode, in which they settle their differences and take a vacation at the local beach. But some local ruffians squeeze them off the beach. The cat and mouse team up and play out a scheme to take revenge. Right. Does that help us? Yeah, that helps us. It's weird, right? That's weird, but... In the infamous like, Tom and Jerry it episode. It makes sense in a weird way, because all the Cory in the House titles were also references to stuff. Mm-hmm. And also, um, Beach Bully Bingo, this episode isn't... The Tom and Jerry one is not from old Tom and Jerry. It's from 2007 Tom and Jerry. What? What? <laughs> It was that recent? Correct. That's ridiculous. Um maybe there's a a mutual writer? Is that possible? Uh, there's the love between the writers. Yeah. That's the only thing I can think of here. Um quote gallery trivia. Um Okay, but just a heads up. The Parakings wiki lists... Here's the trivia. Michaela is oh, shown... Oh, I've seen it. Michaela is shown to be as strong as Mason. Thanks for being <laughs> useless. Um, Thanks, Pair of Kings wiki. And then there's actually... There's three comments on the episode page. One says... Oh, love this... I, have, I didn't even think to check the comments on stuff. One says... Love I bet this... we can find gold here. Love this episode. The next says, Luigi, is that you? Last one says, hello, anyone want to chat? To which someone on the same day says, no. <laughs> Great. Great. All right. Um. Wow. All right, this was great. Guest cast. Anyone here is guest cast? Uh, okay, Hibachi is listed as a <laughs> guest cast. All right, great for Hibachi. All right, Ren, what do we rate this episode? Did you think it was better or worse than the pilot? I thought... (sighs) I think Mm -hmm. it's better for us, but worse technically. Yeah, I I think so too. It was not plot... It didn't drive the plot. Um, It 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 even felt sloppier than I think the first one in a lot of ways. It didn't decorate the setting in any way, which it feels like that's what this episode was meant to do, was help us better understand the ethics and the, like, customs of Kinkau. Um, It failed at that. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go with, like, a... 
six out of ten. Yeah, I think that's a reasonable drop. I'll go with a five. Yeah. Um, We're still not in, like, awful, awful dire territory, but no. not exactly in good. <laughs> no. And these, like, the show isn't, the show's 21 minutes, and so it's not yeah. insufferable to watch. Um, Although I will admit, there was a point where, it, like, I was kind of like, all right, can we move with this? The like the middle, but then it built up to at least the surf contest, which was engaging to watch. So. Yeah, there was one chunk where I was like starting to kind of tune out a bit because it was yeah. losing me. Yeah, and that that even happened with Corey sometimes. Yeah. So next week we're in, we're watching a Mermaid's Tale. Ooh, fun! That is fun, right? We're gonna see some mermaids, meet some more. You know, we've already seen a mummy. Like, who's to say we won't see an actual real mermaid? Really, anything can happen. Yeah. This is, I think this is the secret strength of the show. The fantasy aspect? Yes. Yeah. But, yeah. Mummies and mermaids are not the same, like, fantasy, like, sect, right? I mean, I could see a mummy in parts of the Caribbean. I guess so, yeah. Okay. Okay. Alright. <laughs> well, my fellow king. Um... Let's, uh, you ready to call this one? Let's say goodnight to the people of Kinkow. All right. Um, well, thank you all so much for tuning in, checking us out. Uh, we are just a couple of pair of kings, and we hope that you come back next week to listen to us talk a little bit more about the best Disney show ever, Pair of Kings. And, uh, that's, that's about all. Thank you. Surf's up, everybody. Bye. Like the film.